This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And as we welcome in Corey McCartney... Hey, I want to ask you, Corey, because I don't think I've ever asked you this. We know you know baseball. You're doing From the Diamond uh, every Sunday with Grant McCauley here at the station, and you're our go-to baseball person. Are you? Would you consider yourself a historian of the game? Yeah, I think so. I made a statement earlier um, talking about Pee Wee Reese. It's his birthday. It would have been his birthday today. And I said that you could argue that everything that we know, everything that we say – about the impact that Jackie Robinson had on not just the sport, but society as a whole, does not happen possibly without one simple movement by Pee Wee Reese. And that was him going up to Jackie when he was just getting barraged and just verbally assaulted regularly when he joined the Dodgers back in 47. And Pee Wee Reese went and put his arm around him. And people will tell you, especially baseball historians, is that was the moment that Jackie Robinson was treated differently in the major leagues. Your thoughts on that, if you know that story, and, and would you agree that were it not to happen, Sam brought up the fact that he figured somebody else might have done it. But it was the fact that it was a white dude, a Southern player, too, on top of it. So I'll build off that and tell you so there was also, you know, the fact that he refused to sign a petition that was circulated, circulating around Dodgers concerning uh, you know, Jackie even playing for the team. So that was before that moment, you know, of acceptance or a visible acceptance that, you know, he refused to sign this petition. So, um, you know, he I, I yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I just don't when we talk about Jackie Robinson, obviously, you know, for all that he meant to so many people, you know, past, present, future, I, I don't know that we put enough emphasis on. Kiwi Reese and, you know, just the, the acceptance and doing it before, I think, that thing that we all kind of point to, which is him putting his arm around him. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney. Always great to catch up with him. And, yes, he is social. Uh, you can you find him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. All right, admit it. You thought Otani was going to go all night like yeah. he was the first dance. <laughs> did you see the seventh inning coming like we did and what happened? So I, I didn't. So I talked to Matt Olson before the game yesterday, and he was, you know, he's obviously having spent time in Oakland as a guy that had the the best, you know, frame of reference against Otani. He, you know, he had struggled against the big time. He went into last night hitting 077 against him, six strikeouts, and you know, just basically said, okay, what makes this guy such a nightmare as far as a matchup? And he said he has a splitter that's unlike anything in baseball. He said a lot of guys, you know, will throw split fingers, and it's more of kind of like a a change-up kind of thing. He said he has that real tumbling splitter. Um, you know, you, you have to watch out for it. The fact that he can throw that, and he can throw that 90, you know, 101 mile an hour fastball. It's a lot of up and down. Makes him really, really tough. Well, the very first splitter that he threw Matt Olson last night, 
he planted in the chop house seats yeah, in right did. field. So, yeah, I mean, it was and, – and that was the – not only was that the first home run that Otani had allowed in a splitter this season, he's allowed just two others since he came into the majors in 2018. Um, so Matt Olson knew what he was looking for. It took him a long time to get it last night, the 11th pitch that he saw against him. But, man, he absolutely made him pay for it. How do you explain this Angels team to somebody who's watching baseball that maybe doesn't follow it as much as us? When you look at them and you say, arguably – the best player in baseball along with the current MVP of the league, and yet they just can't seem to get I mean, they're 22 back. They had a winning streak earlier the season with Joe Madden, and then things started going south. They got rid of him. But this has been going on for, for a minute with this Angels team. They've had Mike Trout out there forever. And, you know, the well, who doesn't want to play in Los Angeles if you're a baseball player? You know, that's, that's an attractive place, even albeit not with the Dodgers. I, I just don't know how to explain – the treading of water that this team has gone through lately. To me, it's it's almost like you, Artie Marino built the owner of the Angels built a team that's like an NBA team, right? Where you think if, if I get two superstars and I have complete superstar production from two guys, I can get enough contributions around them to put up a viable product. It doesn't work like that in baseball. You can't have the same NBA mentality. Um, in building out a roster. I mean, it's great that you have, you know, a once-in-a-generation talent in Otani and maybe the best player of this generation in Mike Trout. But if you can't surround them with enough, and, and not only that, you hemorrhage the farm system along the way. I mean, I, you know, I know the Angels and Simmons deal, you know, uh, had its, you know, its drawbacks for the Braves, but that was, you know, some of the, the best pitching prospects they had in that system. They just, along the way, had just made so many missteps. But ultimately, to me, that's what, that's what the Angels tried to do. They tried to build a roster out like you would do in basketball where it was built around superstars, and it just really that just, that just does not work in baseball. Corey, thoughts about uh, Charlie Morton and what we saw. Is that confirming that we're seeing the Charlie Morton now that we thought we were going to see? I mean, early in the season, we had our, our concerns. Seemed like he's got it on, I won't say cruise control, but that was a pretty good performance for six innings last night, only surrendered two hits and no runs. It was. I mean, he claimed some toes along the way with that curveball that kind of got away from him. It was hitting some back feet of guys. So, um, but, I, you know, I think he's really, uh, he's really found his, his groove again. You know, you look at these past few starts for him, and it's just been so much more improved. And uh, it, I think it's crucial, too, when you think about, you know, him having a, a 2-2 ERA over his past seven starts because we're not far away from the trade deadline. And I know a lot of people want to talk about, you know, this rotation and, and can you upgrade this rotation in any way ahead of the deadline. But um, if Charlie Morton's found it again and, and Ian Anderson, you know, starts to, to continue to put together uh, some viable starts here, I, I don't know that there's a lot of questions within this rotation. Plus, this is a great time to work on whatever it is you have to work on. You knew that you you know you would be able to catch up to the Mets, so they sit a game and a half behind them right now. Uh, the Mets are going to be coming here, so either before their their upcoming series, nine games, I believe it is, with the Mets, or, or thereafter is in preparation for the playoffs and, and other divisional matchups. This is a good time, though, to either line up switching around, and try this here, try that there, um, because of the luxury of sitting where you are. And, and knowing that you have taken care of the teams that you're supposed to, and with the exception of that last matchup with the, with the Mets, pretty much handle everybody else in the division. I just, I just think this is a good time, and I wanted your thoughts on where would you like to see them sort of tweak a little bit with the lineup, whether it's which, you know, locations in the lineup or, as you mentioned, pitching. 
Well, I will counter that a little bit by saying you look at the second half of the season, and the Mets are playing 29 games against teams who have losing records. The Braves have 20 of those games. So I don't know how much of a luxury. If you, you have to beat those teams that you're supposed to beat. Because if you don't, the Braves play nine, the Mets play nine more of those games, you know, on top of the fact that you're playing each other. So that could end up being a real equalizer in how this thing plays out between the two of them. So you have to take advantage of these games. But, uh, you know, I honestly w- would like to see, you know, maybe them try to platoon – uh, Marcelo Zuna a little bit more. I, you know, he's really, really struggling against left-handed pitching. Um, I mean, it's it's like a, the numbers are atrocious. So I think if you, you know, try to find a way to to try to you know balance him out a little bit, uh, maybe you go out and find somebody that you're able to do that with. Um, that might be the one key there. I, I think the the bullpen, from my perspective, uh, needs some another left-handed uh, element to it. Um, they're just not getting a lot from Will Smith. He's current based on war. He's the, the worst uh, bullpen arm they have right now. So I, I would like to see them maybe go out and get another lefty. Um, so I think those are really, I know that's a lot of lefty focused stuff. I'd like to see them get a guy who can hit lefties and a guy who can come out of the bullpen as a lefty and be effective. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Corey McCartney, uh, keeping eyes on all things with, uh, keeping his eye on things with the Braves. They got Kyle Wright going today. Thoughts about him and how you want to see him come back from this all-star break? Uh, just be the same effectiveness that he had before. You know, I, I think the the way he was able to, you know, really be uh, curveball reliant and, and work the fastball as a secondary pitch for him was really key for him turning things around. Um, you know, certainly goes into this with 11 wins uh, today against the Angels. So I think that's the big key for him is, is just not getting away from things yet. Mike Trout could come back today. I haven't seen uh, he's eligible to come back from the, the IL today, which is obviously another element all in itself. Uh, that's going to be something that Wright's never had to deal with, Otani and uh, Trout in the lineup. But uh, we know you can navigate this uh, this Angels lineup. Morton had seven strikeouts off of him, and he was pretty curveball-heavy last night too. So I think this is a matchup that does set up pretty well for Wright to have uh, another effective start. Love talking baseball with you because SEC Media Days were here in town, so i got to ask you, are a Heisman voter. Uh, was this year's Heisman Trophy candidate in uh, winner in town this week? Yeah, Bryce Young was in town. He was at uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Bryce Young was uh, was in the no, house. No, no, I mean, I mean, is this year's winner? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's not going to be Bryce Young. I, I will tell you that. Um, I, I just, you know, I've, I've long been of the mind. I don't think anybody is going to be uh, is going to be uh, you know replicating uh, Archie Griffin there. Could um, be I, one of his I, teammates. Could my... it be one of his teammates? I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I think the Ohio think so. State quarterback to me is the odds-on favorite. Um, you know, I, I really, like, really like Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, at USC, uh, following Lincoln Riley out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think you got to have your eyes on on uh, Stroud here when we open things up. Going to make you feel old. You ready? Nomar Garcia Parr turns forty-nine years old today. Whoa, Noma, forty-nine. It's been a while since he was over on North Avenue. Yeah, and and since we're talking about, they got that uh, series with the captain out there, Derek Jeter. Who was your who was your shortstop during that time? You had Jeter, you had Nomar, you had A Rod. And by the way, let's not sleep on Omar Vizquel. Yeah. Of those of those four, who are you taking? I, I like A Rod. You know, I I obviously I don't like the A Rod that was staring at himself real close up in a mirror and all the the weirdness that followed with all that stuff. But um, he, the cheating. I just thought he. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, to me, he was he was the most athletic of all of them. Um, you know, I really didn't like the Indians growing up in Ohio either. I, I kind of despised the Indians, so I, I had nothing to do with them on the scale. So, 
<laughs> All right, there you go. Hey, Corey, appreciate your time, man, today. Thanks, Corey. Oh, oh, we didn't ask him who won the game. What? Last week we talked to him. He was at the, uh, the, the his kid's game. Weren't you coaching? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got another ring. So, yeah. What? Whoa. Hang on a second. You're bearing the lead here. Where is this? What What? What area of Atlanta? What town? And what, what, what level? What is it? Pee Wee or Bronco? What? What? What is it? Yeah, so we're playing. Uh, we're wrapping up All Stars. We're going into travel ball here in a couple of weeks, but then we have our last tournament this weekend, uh, Molden Park in Canton. So, uh, working on another ring this weekend. So this is our last go around. Look at this dude, man. Yeah. Talk about a two spire. He's just like coaching and this. He's he's going for <laughs> dad right. of the year. Corey McCartney, as always, be sure to check out uh, From the Diamond. It's him and uh, Grant McCauley. Sundays, 5 to 7, right here on the uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.